Well, hey everybody, it's Ryan Lee with Make It A Great Day, The Power of Positivity. Really excited about continuing on with the journey that is about leading during some very unique times. And really excited to have John Phillips from Grand Benedicts join us. He's gonna share some great insights. Have really appreciated all the comments and insights from all of you that have enjoyed this. Really excited to hear from John, so let's dive in. And welcome to Make It A Great Day, The Power of Positivity. Ryan Lee coming to you live and direct. And it's been a couple weeks since we've had another awesome podcast. But this one, let me tell you, is going to be like any other. It is going to be incredible. I've got one of my most favorite people on the planet here with me today, Mr. John Phillips, who is the president of Grand Benedicts. And he's going to tell us all about that. But first and foremost, John, thanks so much for taking the time to join us, my friend. Thanks, Ryan. It's uh, great to be on your podcast. I'm excited. I'm excited as well. Well, obviously, I've got a great understanding and background about Grand Benedicts and about you, but if you wouldn't mind for the audience, just highlighting a little bit about who Grand Benedicts is, and then we'd also love to learn how you came to be and what keeps you going every single day to keep showing up at GNB. Absolutely. So Grand Benedicts is a second-generation company. Um, we design and build display fixtures for retailers and brands, primarily focusing on apparel uh, retailers. So anything you go into a mall, a boutique, anything the holding merchandise or the, uh, controlling the environment, that's what we do. And it's a second generation company. Uh, my dad bought this, this, it was more of a distributor supplier company in 1981, about five employees. And it's grown a little bit along the way. So he's the entrepreneur risk taker of the family. And I'm, kind of handed it off to me 20 years ago. Now it's president as more of the architect and a little bit more um, risk averse. So brought in design into the company that's really opened doors for us, changed kind of who we are and our identity and what we do with companies. So we're really an integral part in uh, the apparel and um, retailers in terms of being involved in the beginning and, and uh, executing retail environments. So that's what we do. Awesome. And location-wise, I know you're coming to me live from um, in Oregon, but um, mm -hmm. I, I know you guys are um, have some facilities and some different things, kind of almost all over the world, correct? Yeah, I mean, we have like satellite office, sales offices, but we also have facilities in Seattle, in Ohio, and then um, we have an office in Xiamen, China. So we have a team of about 10 engineers quality control, sourcing, those type of people to really manage the build process for us because about 85% of what we do is built in Asia, mostly China. And so that's a big, important uh, base for us as well. And so I am talking to you uh, live from my office in our headquarters in Portland. Perfect. I know you mentioned your dad started it in second generation, um, but how did you come into it? What, what was kind of your career path into, into joining up? So um, came in pretty young. I, well, I mean, since I was in fifth grade, I was doing, my parents had me working in the warehouse and doing things like putting stickers on baskets for like uh, Fred Meyer or local grocery changes, like definitely uh, adopted right into to the business and what they, um, they did at that time. And then um, had a lot of different jobs. I spent about a year in investment banking working Lehman Brothers uh, right after college, after graduating from school, um, Boston University, shout out to the, the, the Mighty Terriers. And um, my dad just kept pulling me and I interviewed a lot of different places and came back to Portland and started the marketing department. Um, 
at Granite Benedict's and so kind of worked my way up through the company um, from the from from the bottom. I mean, I can I can pack and drive a forklift and do all those type of things. And, and it has served me well. A lot of times the company has gotten bigger, remembering a lot of the different things that I did in high school and, and college breaks. And so it's been it's been a good lesson for me. That's awesome. But we kind of shift a little bit. And obviously, okay. I know as you mentioned retail and um, kind of who you are and what you guys do. Um, I think this goes without saying, but I'm sure that you have faced some interesting challenges um, over the last three months and um, would kind of be just curious to hear kind of what are some challenges or opportunities that have presented themselves to you guys during this time? Yeah, we definitely are in one of those industries uh, that challenge is definitely an appropriate word. So retail has been kind of changing as, as the online business has been growing. And so we've, we've been dealing with change for, for some time. And so this only exacerbated it. So a lot, half to 75% of our customers are apparel based companies and were basically closed their doors immediately. And so we, we were um, pretty, pretty worried about what that meant for our revenue and, and our employees. And so we had to make some shifts and kind of looked at the market and made some decisions. And we went into um, the social distancing and protecting customers. Um, for the for the essential businesses that are open and so primarily in sneeze guards and and that's actually we're going to do a million dollars in sales and sneeze guards is something that we never were in manufacturing most of what we do is made in asia um, we don't really know the supply chain of, of plastic material and we we pivoted and it's uh, been amazing to see so we've got people who normally write up orders and do account management that are bending acrylic and working in, in our warehouse. And uh, it's hard to, we, we are now on Amazon and that's another learning experience that you could do a separate podcast just on what it's like to be a seller on Amazon. But it's um, really changed our business for now. And it's, we don't know how long it's going to go on, but we're busy and been able to, we're still down um, 50%, 52%, but we'd be down 80% if it wasn't for, sneeze guards and, and social distancing equipment. What do you think it says about the culture of your company and, and you as a leader that, yeah, you're down. And um, I think all of our hearts feel that, but at the same time, you're not out and uh, you guys aren't afraid to pivot. And just as you mentioned, somebody that's doing accounting that's now out uh, bending acrylic. I'd love to hear a little bit about you know your, your team and, and why you think they're so resilient and why they have that ability to pivot like that. I think it's, <clears throat> I mean, I think, Primarily, it's two things, hiring the right people. So identifying those type of people and how, what's your culture. And that's something we spend a lot of time on is, is developing a culture, attracting the right kind of people. And so it's not that I was surprised. It was definitely validating to see people when we canceled our um, janitorial service and, and, and when a person says, I'll clean the toilets. And so, hey, that's not, that's not an easy thing to ask somebody to do. And so... Um, I've done that a long time ago too, but, but having people shift is just more of a function of a team, team environment and everyone pitching in all hands in deck. What do you need to do? I'll do it. So it's pretty awesome to watch. Uh, I expected it, but it's still, when you see it, it makes it really, uh, made me really happy and proud of the team. Absolutely. You know, as you reflect a little bit and obviously we're still in this, but, uh, when you think about yourself, personally, you know, what are some things that you've learned about yourself during this time that may have surprised you or you might have already known, but, you know, kind of what, what surprised you about what you've um, learned so far? 
Yeah, yeah, surprised. I mean, it, I think you wonder about yourself. You think about whether what what your leadership style is like, um, and then see how that works in different environments. And for me, I, I didn't change my leadership style. It was like know when to go fast and know when to slow down. Um, don't panic. People are looking to you for leadership, and so. Um, I feel validated mostly just because I'm a type of person who doesn't like to make change directions all the time. And so in a time when we're information about COVID-19 is coming out, we're trying to make the best decision, not communicate a different direction to our employees every, every day, even though information is changing a lot. And so we, we were a little careful and there's a lot of people worried about whether, whether they're going to have a job, what that means. And so we were able to like communicate in a, in a diligent and, restrained manner and i think it's given our employees confidence about our leadership and ultimately about you know the giving of confidence and that solidarity for them to be to feel comfortable and do their job so. sure so in a world with so much change and you know it's, it's changing every day um and jordan pepe you know well on the quote I, I mm-hmm. great. he said you know right now it's like you know you're in the river um, you know, you get your head above, but you don't know what direction you're going and, and kind of what's happening. What are some things that you have found for yourself, both personally and professionally, that have kind of helped give you at least some stability? Are there any things that you've changed or things you've adapted? Well, you might know a little bit about one thing I have been able to control, and then there's not any things I can do other than control about what I eat. And um, I can't even really control my sleep, per se. But one thing I can control is my commitment to work out. So during this COVID crisis, I've lost over 20 pounds because I've been pedaling away on a, a new uh, device that I purchased just before this thing came down called the Peloton. So definitely shout out to that company and that product. It's been an amazing uh, experience for me. I get pumped up. It's hard to believe I hop on this bike and 30 minutes, 60 minutes later, it's like it's like blinking my eyes and I'm done. And I it's hard work, but... Uh, that's been a pretty, pretty big inspiration for me. And so it makes it, you know, you do, it's kind of like that, the graduation commencement, you say, you can do one thing, right? Just making your bed when you start the day, that sets the tone. And so similar, if I, if I don't do work out now, I feel like I let myself down and, uh, you know, it takes away some of my motivation to do the things that people depend on me to do well. So. Yeah, and I also think you must know somebody at Apple because the point total that you seem to attract versus some of us that are competing, you know, it's always very interesting to see how that mimics and changes in so no. But um, yes, it's been, <laughs> it's been fun to compete and I would agree, you know, having having a few things that you can control and I think there's a lot to be said for sound mind and body and, you know, having that release and, and having that reflection point, I think is really important. John, as you have been through this and um, you guys have pivoted and changed and um, I know you well, and I think your leadership style fits very well for this. You know, I was, people don't always want to give advice per se, but, you know, as you think about those that are going through this, and you know, you've shared some of it, but any information or insights or things that you'd share out there to fellow leaders and people kind of going through the same thing? I mean, I, I, I would think one thing I would recommend is just be who you are. Don't change your leadership style especially when things get bald or there's uncertainty. It's like people are used to your style and it's gotten to you where you've been. So at this point, I would suggest sticking with that leadership style that you've you've developed and works for you. And I think one of the things I like is know when to slow down and know when to speed up. So slow down, 
look at we did a lot of scenarios financial trying to decide well what what happens if our revenue drops here 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 then coming up with a plan and once you come up with a plan then you can speed up so know when to slow down know when to speed up that's great and and i think uh, it's so true that don't become something you're not just because you're facing something that you haven't faced before right you you got your team there with you they trust you um, you've been consistent probably for the many years that they've seen you. Um, don't show up and all of a sudden feel like you got to be somebody different. And I love that slow down and then to speed up. And speaking of speed up, just curious, you know, as you're coming out of this and talk sneeze guards, you talk to Amazon, you know, what things do you think might stick or things you might be in business doing that maybe you um, would not have imagined that you were uh, before COVID struck? Those are million-dollar questions, Ryan. Um, that's great. I'm hoping the sneeze guards, just on a non-business level, they go away just because I want a lot like social interaction and, I, you know, all those things like breaking bread with people for dinners and going out to restaurants. And so it's just I hope that that's, you know, not the new norm. Um, I mean, having said all that one thing that's changing and we just face it every day is just the change of retail like the concept of buying everything online the distribution networks have gotten so much better like retail is no matter what affected and changing by this and so how do we fit into that and so that's the question we almost ask ourselves every day but it sounds like you guys have found ways to do that and i think that's an incredible testament to the history of your business and again um maybe you've slowed down to see where those opportunities lie and then sped up to take advantage of those. And I think that's a really, really cool thing. Um, before we get to my most favorite question, I'm just curious as we've been talking to everybody, um, you know, family balance, you know, how, how have you found good abilities to be a president and also be present um, in the other parts of your life? Yeah, well, the good thing is I'm only president of Granite Benedict's. I'm a rank and file member at home most of the time. So I, I, I know when when to lead, when to follow. So I take most of my cues from my uh, wife, Deanna. And um, having said all that, we take a, took a little bit of adjustment. I have two children in college and them being independent, being on their own, and then coming back. And so there's been a, quite a bit of an adjustment. And so it's like a roller coaster. We got, was a little hard at first, and we got really good at it. We got a lot of people all doing online learning in the house. So um, that's challenging. And then we got pretty good at it and then we, we relapsed a little bit, but that's what we do. We rebuild it and uh, we're, we're, it's been, you know, it's been great. I've spent more time with my family than I, than, than I have been in a long, long time. And so we're having fun. The collateral beauty and the silver linings always find a way. Well, with that, as you know, um, I love quotes and I, I love things that help kind of push us all forward. And I know you do as well. So what, what quotes out there, what are some things that, you know, you'd like to look to or inspire you um, to continue to be um, the incredible leader that you are? Well, let me think. One of my earliest mentors, Joe uh, Sharp, gave me a quote and it stuck with me for 20 years. And that quote is, it's never the wrong time to do the right thing. And so it doesn't matter in professional life and your personal life doesn't gives you me inspiration even to where I'm dragging my feet or wanting trying not to do something or giving myself excuses on why I shouldn't do something and it just I always think back to that it's never the wrong time to do the right thing that is unbelievable advice um that, that is just awesome well John um I just 
can't stress enough how much I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. I know our audience will really get a lot out of this. Um, and um, we wish you nothing but success and happiness moving forward. And just, again, really appreciate your time. It's been my pleasure, Ryan. Always a good time seeing you and talking to you. Absolutely.